This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I wanted to take a look this week at some of the financials. I've been talking a lot about the banks in various episodes, and now they've all mostly reported earnings. So we have a good idea of what at least they saw in the first quarter, uh, what they're doing about their dividends, reserves, things like that for right now. Of course, this changes on a daily basis, it seems, here in 2020. So nothing is set in stone. But I wanted to find out, are the banks deals here? Can we get some good value stocks? Should you be diving into some of these? There are some headlines about some of them hitting new multi-year lows. And usually that's a sign of some kind of value, right? We've seen this in the past. That means that investors are running away, as we've seen with energy, some of the retailers, the banks in the past, when they've uh, sold off, mainly in like 2016, when they hit those lows, that was a sign. But these are unusual times, as we all know. And I fear we're only just at the beginning of this recession and the banks are going to have exposure to a lot of what goes on in the economy, obviously, including bad loans. That's why many of the banks have already announced their buildups in the reserves for what's to come. And a lot of them did take heat for still keeping their dividends intact. They haven't cut them because the cash flows and everything else is still good for right now. But keep in mind that the dividends are not sure things. As we've seen with many companies so far that have cut them, um, they will just go away or at least be suspended for the near term, probably for this year as things shake out. So is it too early to buy the banks? What's going on with them? I thought I'd take a look at five different names. These are mostly the bigger banks. And um, so a couple are regionals, that kind of thing. I did like a cross section of looking at ones that I've looked at in the past. Some I've talked about in the past on the podcast for sure. Actually, maybe all of these I have in the past. And there's a lot of other banks that you could consider. So I'm going to talk about those as we go through this list. So let's take a look at the first one out the gate. It's the one that everyone considers out of the big banks. These are the big, uh, the big kahunas that have the trading and the more sophisticated business. They're not just doing, you know, small business lending, obviously. And it's J.P. Morgan Chase, J.P.M. It's considered the top um, out of the big four, I guess they are now. And what's happening with them? So ticker JPM, as I said, year to date, these shares are down 39.6% now. They did bottom on March 23rd, down 43%. So the shares have weakened again in recent sessions here in May. And it's got to be asking whether or not they're going to retest that March 23rd low now. They're not far off of it. So that's something to watch. They are still paying that dividend. It's yielding 4.1% here. Now, take a look at the PE on JP Morgan, because this is a little interesting. PE is actually spiked higher. So I initially, when I thought about doing this episode, I did a quick screen of the financials and then the big banks. I didn't even use a rank. But I did PE under 10, just thinking like, oh, some of these must be really cheap. 
who's under 10 and there were only three stocks that appeared. So it's uh, slim pickings under 10, but it's also slim pickings under 15, which is our normal cutoff because the earnings estimates have all been slashed. So when you get that E falling, we also have the P falling, but not as much as the E, you're going to get higher PEs. That's why the PE ratio right now is a little skewed for most companies. So I took a look at those earnings, 2020 earnings being cut by 52%. It's now at 513 versus 1071 just three months ago, back in the normal times, looking for 1071. They made 1072 in 2019. So it is you know, down huge from 2019 as expected. Analysts see a rebound in 2021, however, of 881. That is cut off of what they originally thought would be happening in 2021, but it is a rebound off of these low levels. Of course, it's way too early to know what's going to be happening in 2020. So be on the lookout for all of this to change as we move forward. So JP Morgan Chase, not all that cheap. Looks like it's going to retest those lows. So you might want to stay on the sidelines on this one um, and see if it gets even cheaper here and retest those lows. Okay, then switching over, I looked at Wells Fargo this time. So their ticker, WFC, they are at nine-year lows, down 59% year-to-date. They have fallen under the March 21st low for them. So they've already taken that out. They're already still continue to slide. Everybody's fleeing because Wells Fargo was always uh, the worst uh, of the big four and the one you really didn't want to be in because of their management issues, those scandals they had, various other things. They do now have a new CEO in there. I think he was buying some shares on the initial downturn in the stock back in February and March. Um, but uh, that was then. This is now, right? They still are paying their dividend, yielding 8.5% here. So they did pay it out for Q1. It's being paid out on June 1st. If you already own the stock, you had to be an owner as of May 8th to get the dividend. Um, unclear again how long they're going to continue to pay it or if it'll be cut or what's going to happen. But just keep that in mind. Wells Fargo is a Zach's number five strong sell. JP Morgan was a three, but uh, Wells got the five strong sell because, again, those earnings estimates are just being crushed down. So in this case, 2020, they're expected to make 79 cents now, down from 409. And that's an earnings decline of 82%. They made 438 in 2019. Now, just like JP Morgan in 2021, analysts a little more positive, see it back to $2.50. But again, all this is subject to change and will change. Now, one thing I did look at with some of these uh, banks, you have to be aware, even with the big guys, on where the loans are what's in their loan portfolio because energy is not good and do they have any exposure to it now some of these are so big that the exposure if they have some is just very small so it's not really as big of a worry but it's still looming out there so wells fargo i did look energy is 1.4 percent of their total loans but it's only 0.7 percent of their assets so not even one percent of their assets so that's good 
Um, even if those all go bad, um, it's not as bad as it might be for some other banks. So I looked at some other banks where it could be worse. So Comerica is one of those, ticker CMA. They are in Texas. That's where the energy is going to come into play. But they're also big in Michigan, which is getting hard hit by the coronavirus. And so that's not good there either. And these shares down 60.2% year to date. They're hitting a 2020 lows. Uh, Wait, they hit the 2020 lows a little bit uh, later than the other banks here, not in March, but in April, April 16th. They hit that low. They were down 64% at that low. And right now they're down 60. So they're not far off that low again. Shares in all these financials, these banks are trending lower here in mid-May. So it looks like a lot of them want to retest the lows and I don't know, maybe go lower. So keep that in mind if you're just kind of watching these. PE now here is 22.9 because the earnings have been slashed. For 2020, looking at $1.33 versus $6.76 just three months ago, that's the most extreme cutting I've seen. They made $7.87 last year and now expected to make $1.33. That's a decline of 83%. 2021, similar to the others, are expected to see a rebound back up to $3.69. That's better but still pretty brutal in terms of earnings decline. Now, how about those energy exposure? Comerica has among the largest, and it's 4.9% of total loans, and that's 3.3% of total assets. That's a decent little chunk there. It's almost $2.5 billion in the loans to the energy area, so keep that in mind as well, that that's pretty significant. Now, so far, there's been some blowups in the energy sector, um, but not nearly as many so far, I think, as some people were thinking. There has been some stabilization as crude prices have rebounded off those uh, multi-decade lows. And so uh, that's just an area to watch. Like a lot of things, you know, the BKs might not happen just overnight. Those might be down the road further. So what about a dividend with this one? Um, Did I write it down? I must have, but maybe not. Yep. Declared dividend payable um, on June. No, payable on July 1st, if you own it as of June 15th. So you do have a chance to get in there. I didn't write down what the yield was with this one. I want to say it was like four or 5% though. So uh, all these have elevated yields right now. But again, how long are they going to pay that? It's a quarter by quarter analysis with these banks. So keep that in mind. And then I took a look at one of the other big regionals that has no energy exposure. So that's good, right? We don't have to worry about that. But you still have to be aware of any bank that you own, especially uh, below the big banks, uh, the regional ones that are investing in various types of businesses. What kind of businesses are they in? Do they have a lot of hotels? Are they big in shopping malls? Where did they lend to? Because that's where you might start to see some problems in people's portfolios, right? So this bank is PNC Financial. PNC, it is one of my favorites. It's down 40% year to date. The low for this one was also March 23rd when it was down 49%. So it is up 9% off those lows, but it is starting to weaken like the others. 
It is paying a dividend. It just paid it out on May 5th. So we'll see going forward. And this one is uh, yielding 4.6% here. So decent dividend yield as some of the others, but you have the shares weakening. <laughs> so that's never good. Uh, this is a Zacks 4 sell on this one. It doesn't have the strong sell, but all of these, well, they're all threes, fours, or fives here. There's a few that are holds, but most are sells or strong sells because of the slashing of these um, you know, earnings estimates. So what does this one look like? 2020 expected to make 598. They made 1139 last year. So that's down 47%. And then expecting a nice bounce in 2020 back up to 835. Um, will they do it? Like I keep saying, we don't know, but it would be nice if these analysts are calling 2021 correctly and that there is a rebound. That would mean the economy is maybe doing the V-shape or at least having a stronger recovery into 2021 than some people are thinking. But none of us know. This is all the unknown. So how's the PE on this one? It's at 16.7. Like I said, some of these that used to be much cheaper at like 10, 11, 12 times are now higher PE ratios because those earnings are being cut. Even with the decline in the shares, um, the earnings slash has just been too large. So still a little pricey on the PE side, um, but this is another one keep on your list. And then I switched over for the fifth stock into one of the other regionals that's a little more specialty and it's already was beaten up going into the coronavirus crisis so so that it hasn't actually sold off as bad as some of the others believe it or not bank ozk ozk is the ticker formerly known as bank of the ozarks and it became famous as one of the more aggressive lenders to the condo market housing in general and then now the apartment scene and it continues to invest outside of arkansas <laughs> and it has given loans a uh, quite significant number of apartment tower loans here in chicago but also condos in miami now it has historically been known as having very strict guidelines for its its lending has seen very few losses over the last decade on bad loans um couple like a year ago or so it did have a surprising markdown and the shares got crushed down that's what i meant by that it was already weak going into this so got a little doubt in there uh, from investors about what management was doing but then they seemed back on track i listened to several of their conference calls recently and then um, i checked in with them this last quarter and things are still holding on pretty well here but again, it's still early in this recession. So year to date, these shares are down 37.6%. Their low was April 3rd when they were down 49. So they have rebounded um, a decent amount, almost 14% off of that low. But again, some of these banks are looking a little weaker here in mid-May, starting to maybe turn over a bit. Uh, what do the earnings look like? They are expected to make $1.55 here in 2020, and that is down from $3.30 last year. That's 53% decline in the earnings, seeing a rebound in 2021 back up to $2.15. 
In um, Q1, they said their leverage ratio was 14.6%. That's three times the level considered to be well capitalized. So they like where they stand in terms of, um, you know, being ready for any kind of big losses. Annualized net charge-off ratio for the total loans was just 0.1% in that first quarter. That's the bank OZK that investors have liked over the years that they don't see many losses because of their super strict lending standards. But some doubt in there whether or not they've been super strict over the last couple of years or not. So have they gotten too aggressive? We don't know. Now the PE on this one is 13.3. So this is among the cheaper because again, shares were already in, uh, you know, having some issues. They were already somewhat cheap. And even with those earnings being cut, they're one of the, the few on this list, the only one under our 15 time cutoff for a true value stock, but the PE ratios are skewed, as I said. Now they are paying a dividend and that is yielding 5.3% and no talk of them so far getting rid of that either. So these are just five banks that I just picked out, some that I have followed, I've talked about them in the past, there's a lot of other ones that I also follow. I've owned in various portfolios. There's several banks right now in the insider trader portfolio because insiders have been jumping in on some of these bank stocks. Again, not to the extent of 2016, but they have not been shy of, of getting in when they think that their shares are on sale here. But um, you really have to know what that bank is specializing in, what part of the country are they in, what do their loans look like, uh, what areas are they in, like I said, because each bank is different and you can't just sit there and think like, oh, you know, they're all the same because they really are not. And the big, big banks like the JP Morgans and Wells are very different animals than even Bank OZK, or, um, you know, when you get even like smaller than that, the more community type banks, a lot of which are publicly traded that you find in your local neighborhood, maybe you even bank at them. And their concern is much more those small businesses that they might have loaned out those restaurants, the retailers, the beauty parlors, um, you know, the bars and all of that, maybe some small manufacturing. We don't know. But depends on the size of the bank, right? And then they're gonna be doing mortgages and all of that. So know what you own, go listen to the conference calls or at least read whatever press release they put out, investor presentations. A lot of these companies have been pretty forthcoming on all their conference calls. Even if they've withdrawn guidance for the year, they're trying to give some color on what they're seeing, even going in past their quarter to uh, give everybody some idea of what's happening in the economy. So are these stocks deals? That was the first question I proposed at the beginning of this podcast. And my conclusion is not yet. <laughs> I'm on the sidelines with all the banks, other than some that I have an insider trader. Um, I own one bank. It's not any of these on the list. And those shares are down like 50%, like a lot of these are down. And I haven't added to it yet. I'm watching. It did bounce off the lows like a lot of these. But I feel like value investors here can be patient 
and wait and see because this recovery is going to be a long drawn out process, unfortunately, and it's going to have ups and downs there. Everything's not um, going to go as smoothly as we think. Hopefully we don't have many uh, holes along the way, holes in the road, bumps, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But we have to be prepared as investors to maybe get some of these cheaper than otherwise uh, we could get them right now. So that's kind of my advice on some of the banks. Keep them on your watch list, um, you know, and then see if you can get them cheaper. But there's a lot going on with the banks and what their exposure is here. So keep all of that in mind. And let me recap those tickers again. We had JP Morgan, JPM is that ticker, Wells Fargo, WFC at the nine year lows here. We had Comerica, CMA, we had PNC Financial, PNC, and then we had Bank OZK, OZK is the ticker there. And as always, I'm trying to bring you value ideas or just take a look at what's going on with value stocks. I am going to take a look at energy again because that's another area I know a lot of you are interested in. I'm still waiting for some of them to finally, they might be done now reporting, but uh, they might have a few stragglers to hear. But then I'm going to cover those as well. And I have some more podcasts involving Warren Buffett, of course. he He's going to be filing um, his uh, 13F. From the first quarter, he said he didn't buy anything, but we're going to see kind of for sure what's going on. We know he sold all the airlines. Uh, anything else that was going on in there, we will uncover. And I have a few more ideas for some good podcasts from some advice from Warren Buffett from the annual meeting still. So you don't want to miss a single episode. Be sure to get us here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can get us two for one on the market edge podcast which is on soundcloud but otherwise be sure to get us somewhere and i'll see you again next time with some more value stocks this material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment legal accounting or tax advice or a recommendation to buy sell or hold a security do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal tax or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.